having the ability to participate in different cultures in a very unique way, okay? It's one thing to be a part of a culture when you are speaking not the language of that culture, but yeah. it's a whole <clears throat> other experience when you are participating in a culture, whichever culture that is, and yeah. you're able to communicate with the people in that culture in their native language. It is fabulous. 100%. It's fabulous. And I think it's so easy to say that it's fabulous. But then the next question might be, okay, why is it fabulous? The immigrant perspective, how that is a tool for all of us that have been traveling or not only traveling, but learning new languages that is not our own native language that we grew up with. And our guest of today, Samra, knows exactly that feeling of having that tool of coming here to the, uh, to the U.S. and knowing several languages and learning other languages and, and understanding that traveling around the world questions things in, in our own worldview. And one particular thing that she said on the on the podcast is that she liked the title of the podcast that is Know Thyself because in particularly traveling and, and getting to know other languages and getting to speak that language to someone that is native from uh, native from that country uh, where they speak of is you start to understand different things and values and beliefs and common sense. From your own country you start seeing their the the other country side and the other culture side you start questioning things and you start to get into know yourself a bit more and what you want for your life to be and and at the same time i'm i'm feeling this thought right now and and i learned that a lot in that conversation so i feel that you're gonna you guys are gonna love it it's gonna be in, an incredible experience to share and a lot of questions a lot of stories a lot of fun things that that is an experience that we cannot explain and that we want to share with you as much as we can and hopefully that motivates you to learn a new language or dive into a different culture, research, um, anything that gets you close to just getting to know a different perspective so that way you start to question your own because that's a healthy thing to do sometimes. It's intelligent questioning. Hopefully you guys like it. See you soon. Awesome, Tanya. Welcome to the Know That Self uh, Management Self Podcast. It's amazing to have you here. And the focus that, that we were discussing together, right? We were meeting each other a little bit more. And we both like clicked more in the sense of like the immigrant perspective that we both have and, and the experience that you had. And I wanted to have a context for the people that are, that, that are watching. And, and, and I got that sense. And it, it, it's an amazing story, it's a beautiful story, and at the same time, it's an empowering story that we have. It will be cool for everybody to know why we picked that focus of, of the perspective of the immigrant. And I, and I think it will be cool for you to share that perspective that you have since the beginning and, and how you grew up and how you know so many languages as part of the, the whole conversation. So go ahead and just start like a super brief story, and then we can go after that. Thank you so much for having me, even though I sort of invited myself as you know. <laughs> so thank you. Thank, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, well, my name is Samra. Uh, most people call me Sam. I was born in Montenegro, former Yugoslavia. 
I am Albanian by nationality. I grew up in Sweden and I have lived in LA for about 17 years now. So I think that explains a little bit uh, perhaps how I was introduced to so many different languages. Uh, I grew up speaking two different languages, Serbo-Croatian and Albanian. And then when I was about nine or 10, my family and I immigrated to Sweden. Uh, we applied for political asylum there and we became political refugees. So myself and my sisters and brothers started attending school in Sweden. And so obviously we learned Swedish. And then when I moved to Los Angeles many, many years later to attend college here, uh, I realized that so many people spoke Spanish, people around me, right? And so I decided to uh, learn Spanish. I am an English teacher. I am actually a language coach. I teach many different languages today. And uh, uh, because I have worked with so many Brazilian students, I picked up Brazilian, Portuguese, and Italian as well. My French is not too bad. I've studied Greek. Um, I learned a little bit of Arabic. So that's kind of in a nutshell how I got yeah. introduced <laughs> to languages. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And one of the things that, that was super cool to empower me, right? Like, um, I feel that your, your story of just growing up in those mixes of countries and staying there and, and, being, and being a child in a new place, we absorb the language even quicker. But you felt uh, uh, an empowerment for you to help your parents as well in that moment, right? Like you spoke the language um, a bit faster because you got introduced to it a bit faster, of course. Um, and do you stay, and, and this is something that I didn't ask you like in the first conversation, but it, I felt that from you, like if you felt empowerment and you wanted to share with everybody, and that's one of the reasons you may say of why you became a, an instructor, right, of, of language. Uh, absolutely, that's, that's definitely one of the reasons, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think another reason is that because I've had to learn so many different languages, I think along the way I've figured out some pretty useful tricks as far as how to teach a language to other students, uh, you know. Okay. But you're absolutely right. When we moved to Sweden, I am the oldest out of five kids. Uh, you know, I had to help my parents a lot when it comes to communicating. And it may sound a little bit weird because maybe someone who's listening to this might say, but how was she able to help her parents if they had just moved to Sweden? Well, let's say six months into our, you know, journey in the new country, Sweden in this case, right? I had already attended very intensive classes, Swedish classes, which all immigrant kids were sent to at the time, right? Yeah. And so my parents, with the little Swedish that I had attained, depended very much on me, my help, um, you know, if they needed to go to see a doctor, visit the lawyer, any types of appointments, I always had to accompany them. And I was very young at yeah. the time. So obviously, at the time, I wasn't, you know, sitting there and analyzing life from this deep <laughs> perspective, but no. you know how it is. The yeah. older we get, 
we kind of look back at things that we have been through. And now at this point in my life, whenever I look back to that time, I am so grateful that I had to go through that experience because it taught me so much. It really, really did. You know, I have so much compassion for people who want to speak a language but aren't able to speak it. Um, I also believe that through these unique life experiences that I've had, uh, I've experienced firsthand what it feels like to not be able to speak a language and then be able to speak that mm -hmm. language. And it's an extremely yeah. <laughs> powerful transformation and yeah. a very important, important one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's amazing. And um, I, I relate to that because I grew up first learning, uh, bo uh, born here in Florida. So I knew English before, uh, first, first language was English, and then Spanish. And then uh, forgetting a bit of English because I grew up in Venezuela and then going back here, coming back in. And, and then after I was so eager to learn something else, I was like, okay, Portuguese is going to be the third one. Um, I was blessed enough, like, a, like I told you before, to have uh, my business partner that is Brazilian. Then I got as well my partner in life, she's Brazilian as well. So both of us empower my <laughs> Portuguese more. And I'm, uh, my French is coming in like just the basic stuff, you know. and and learning it and and we both like uh agree on like it opens your mind into different things it opens like you start using their words and and for me and, and i can speak uh, for myself there's some words that you can explain in the other language but it's like so cool to have them so cool to express it um that is really unique experience that you cannot have with just one <laughs> it is really so absolutely and uh, you you just co by coincidence happened to mention something that I was talking to my students about last night mm -hmm. we were talking exactly about that how there are so many expressions in different languages that when you try to translate it to English all you can really do is think of yeah. something that is just close enough to that meaning but you know how it is when you are when you are yeah. when you speak that language fluently and then you're trying to translate whatever sentence or whatever word that you feel like ah there is not really how do i how would i translate that right yeah even when you translate it you it just feels feels naked for, for lack of better terms it feels yeah. like something's missing you know what i'm yeah. saying you yeah. know um so we were mentioning for example diminutives in spanish and you as a as a native spanish speaker you know that you know spanish speakers love to use diminutives you know cafecito mijito yeah. mijita um, <laughs> yeah. favorcito dinerito whatever right yeah okay so it's like, if I take that word, mijita, how the heck do I translate that to English? It's like, oh, yeah. my little daughter. But, but yeah. do you see what I'm no. saying? It doesn't no. sound right. Yeah. No. <laughs> the yeah. feeling that behind the, the words, like, something's For missing. sure, for <laughs> sure. And, and yeah. uh, to be honest with you, I remember having a conversation with my philosophy professor when I was a student at at the university and i asked him this you know i said professor do you think that if people speak 
several different languages? Do you think that perhaps subconsciously they gain several different perspectives to this world and to this life that people who are monolingual or just bilingual may not have access to that? And yeah. I remember he was a little bit, he didn't exactly know how to answer that because he said, you know, I'm monolingual, so I wouldn't be able yeah. to tell you that. You know what I mean? So I don't know from experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and and actually to transition to that, and then we can uh, maybe at the end, like even for me, I'm curious to see what what maybe some couple of tips from people that are curious about that part of language, where where you can give them like simple things like that. But to transition to that part of the of the mindset, right? Of, of being empathetic and having that perspective about other people when you speak <clears throat> like many languages um being the focus of having perspective and and being able to travel around uh, around a couple of countries and a couple of cultures um what is the first thing that now after many years of experience and now you can look back and say like okay i'm blessed to have so many countries that i passed by so many languages that i have it's huge. What is it, that principle, maybe of lesson or mindset that you have that you like, man, I cherish this forever because it's something that has helped me so much? Honestly, um, Rafael, the first thing that comes to mind is um, having the ability to participate in different cultures in a very unique way. Okay? It's one thing to be a part of a culture when you are speaking not the language of that culture, but yeah. it's a whole <clears throat> other experience when you are participating in a culture, whichever culture that is, and yeah. you're able to communicate with the people in that culture in their native language. It is fabulous. 100%. It's fabulous, and I think it's so easy to say that it's fabulous but then the next question might be, okay, why is it fabulous? Because I really believe that you get to know these people in a whole different way. Yeah. You know? Um, I agree. Last time we had a conversation, we were joking a little bit about this, but you know that there are some studies out there that, that claim that for each language that a person speaks, it's almost like a different personality kind of comes out. Mm through that language and yeah. i know this from first experience absolutely <laughs> absolutely first-hand experience absolutely it is like that you know i think i am a type of a person in english and then i'm a different person in serbo-croatian i'm a different person in albanian in yeah. swedish and so on and so forth and so i think that's that's my favorite yeah and, and to give context to people and and, and i'm speaking my experience and and you can define it in a way that maybe it's it's the same definition or not, but I see it not as a different person, but as just a different essence that we have as a as a as a human being. It's like a different essence essence that still is the same, like the, the values and everything that person is the same, but just a different essence and flavor that we are experimenting with those languages. Do you agree that that is something happy with you? You know what? Thank you for, for that little correction. I agree mm -hmm. with you actually. I would say perhaps not a different person, uh, if you look at it from the point of view of your values. You know, yeah. whether I speak Serbo-Croatian, Albanian, Swedish, Spanish, Italian, my values are still the same. 
but yeah. my essence changes, my behavior changes to a certain extent. And by behavior, I mean, I think I'm a bit more, uh, what's the word I'm looking, animated when I speak uh, yeah, Serbian exactly. and Albanian as opposed to very neutral when I speak Swedish. So, you know, yeah, you're right well, about and, that. Yeah. And, and talking, imagine talking Portuguese or Italian is like, it's a lot yeah. of like, and Spanish a little bit yes. too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, you, there's a different flavor from each one. So you start to like get that the standard you can say to each language, you know, and, and what, not standard, but the culture behind that language. You start to like adapt it to yourself and, and spark your essence uh, slightly in, in different ones or spark the flavor in each one. And not, not only that, that, that part of the, that stands, knowing that essence that we each have and we can have some fun with it and, and, and get to know ourselves differently, right? Like each language starts to, this is one thing that, that we were discussing last time that we both watched. Not, well, now I have watched now the Bruce Lee documentary. So right. it was cool to, to, to see it. I saw this last Sunday. And it was something interesting that he said that he doesn't teach people. He guides people to try to understand the art, but in a way martial arts because he, he of course that, that's the that's the thing that he taught the most and that that was his uh passion life and and basically his side side job because that's the main thing that he that uh, side part of the whole acting career that he had that was a much i uh, thought much bigger but that was the role for him to get to those to those parts right like his martial art he was saying like every each time that he was explaining a move he didn't want to teach them or he couldn't just guides them and shows the move and that interpretation that they have from that move is a way that they express themselves the way that they move that they get that, that particular kick or punch or whichever technique they are manifesting their own expression of that technique so i felt that i wanted to share that with you because each language we can we can be able to understand it and maybe teach it to a different person, but each person has their own expression of each language. What do you think about that? Like each one of us has a different way of like just communicating on, on, on one and have, we have a, a blank canvas and now we have the Portuguese and paint this way and then we have the Spanish and like just play with it and start to get into know it in a different way on each language. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's funny because, um, uh, I'm, by the way, I'm really glad that you watched the documentary. I, it's an excellent <laughs> it's documentary. Amazing. I strongly yeah. recommend it. But it's really funny. It's interesting the points that you're bringing out because people ask me sometimes, you know, um, why why did you choose to call your company Maverick Lingo? You know, and a short answer to that is um, when I was working as a teacher for different schools most of them private schools, I actually had a really nice experience most of the time. But there were times when I felt very limited, okay? Uh, what I mean by that is I felt that these schools wanted me to teach these students just one particular way of speaking, you know? Hello, good day, how do you do? Something <laughs> like very formal, yeah. right? And my thing is like, no, I want you to master every single corner of each language, right? So, so uh, to me, the word lingo felt very 
you know, uh, very familiar, like very, it made sense to me because yeah. I feel like lingo, yeah, lingo is not, it's, it's formal, it's informal, it's a little bit of everything from a language, right? Mm. But I also think when you're learning a new language, I think you have to be a little bit of a maverick, you know? I think there are many different um, strategies out there, there are many theories out there, but exactly what you said, I think different people express themselves differently. And I also think different people learn differently. So I think it's really yeah. important to be, uh, to be open to that, you know, and then to connect it to, uh, to Bruce Lee's documentary. Uh, I think what he said in terms of teaching was very powerful and really, really beautiful, uh, to be honest. Uh, however, I think because it's martial arts, and it involves a lot of body movement. Mm -hmm. I think perhaps it's just a little bit different from you know, teaching a language. And so I personally believe that it's the teacher's job, it's the professor's job to figure out the best way possible to transmit the knowledge that you have to other people. And to me, that, that always equals if I speak the language, if I already know a lot of things, a lot of information about that language, I know it. But if my classroom is full of students who have never studied that language, then I yeah. automatically have to assume as a teacher that they don't see what I see. They don't mm. know what I know. So it's exactly. my job to figure out the best technique, the best strategy, to transform that information or transmit that information to my students. So that's kind yeah. of, uh, kind of uh, what I think. Because you know, we've all been, we've all gone to uh, middle school and high school and perhaps college, right? And I cannot <laughs> tell you how many times I've had that experience where I'm kind of sitting in a corner in the classroom and I'm analyzing my teacher or my professor and I'm thinking to myself, my gosh he's so smart or my gosh he's so smart but for yeah. some reason in many cases he or she just didn't really didn't exactly know how to transmit yeah. that information to students and then that just kind of you kind of lose students you know yeah. they lose their interest they get bored and, and stuff like that right yeah yeah and i feel that today actually had a private class and um and i had that sense of getting to know the students, how they learn. And, and one of the things that we're doing mostly now is the virtual uh, classes. So it's a lot of visualization and a lot of hearing the move and everything. So um, I was not hitting the person that needed to feel it, needed to at least imagine the feeling of the move or of mm -hmm. the other person's movement, or at least not the not the movement, but just their feeling of their own body. Okay, I, I suppose to lean this way because of that, and feel this way, and, that, and all that stuff. And today's the, that that student like reminded me of that because I'm a visual learner more than anything, and that student was more of the feeling part. So even my words start to change when I start to explain that move. The instead of showing him, I was hey, do it with me one time so we can feel it, and like he start to grasp it a bit faster now. So it was cool to have that experience. And as an instructor, you start to 
understand that and you start to explain it differently. And when you start explaining it in a different angle, you learn in a different way that you're like, oh, you can retain it even much better because you're retaining it in many different angles. So totally, totally relate. So, so out of curiosity, um, obviously when you teach martial arts, it's a very, uh, it's a very, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, body contact sport. Yeah. Uh, so out of curiosity, how has this transition been like for you guys? Uh, let's say for you in particular, uh, having to, to teach virtually, has that, has that been a little bit strange in the beginning, just out of curiosity in terms of teaching? Because I imagine, yeah. imagine you're, I imagine no, in, in, yeah. under normal circumstances, I imagine your students and you guys, the instructors, having a lot of body contact in terms of explaining. Yeah. Ter- so exactly. how has that transition been out of curiosity for you guys? The transition, I mean, for me, I was excited because I, I knew that it was a complement of the art. Either way, if jiu-jitsu, of course, for, for, the, for the person that is watching that doesn't know or hearing, it, jiu-jitsu is a lot of contact. You need a partner to at least um, get a sense of, you can say, the technique and the bad guy behavior and the good castles. We both need to help each other, right? So... I was really curious and excited to understand my own movement, right? So seeing the angle of, okay, what do I need to do to do the movement right? Okay, now I can, can I transmit that to the student? And how can I teach that and make it visual? Because I was the only one teaching. Uh, my partner uh, was uh, taking care of the construction. He finished the whole details of the academy. So because we took advantage of those three months, like, like I talked to you before about it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and it was a great practice for me to even do it myself. And now I don't need a partner to make a visual. Now understanding the student today, now I don't need a partner to make a visual, but I can make it a feeling sense because I can narrate it in a way that is visually and people can hear it and people can imagine it, but now people can feel it. So it's, it's really cool. It gave me more tools, not only to understand myself, but to understand the student a, little, a slightly better. So it was a great, Great, great experience. I was, of course, nervous like everybody. So I took the word nervous to more excitement and that gave me a little bit more freedom of, of like, cool, let's just go ahead and, and take advantage of the opportunity instead that's, of like, that's, awesome. that's a problem. <laughs> so right, it was great, right, yeah. right. Yeah, it was really right. cool. And, and, and to dive even more with that and, and because when I said about learning a little bit more when I started to teaching, right, what do you learn with the languages that you know, or at least the countries that you've been, uh, you've been there, with that perspective that you have, what have you learned about yourself that it's super key with each language? Because I learned a lot when I start to understand Portuguese. I learned that there's a different essence of me there, and, and I can be more playful with it. And I, and I with someone that, I, of course, I can trust, I feel that I can speak Portuguese no problem and, and do some jokes and everything. I'm more playful with the Portuguese part. And I started to understand that there's an essence in me that is playful. And English is a little bit more correct and all that stuff. I'm still playful in those things, but not as much in Portuguese. What is one thing that you learn from many other languages about yourself, right? It's, I think it's, it's super cool when you start to learn it, you start to get to know a little bit more. Excellent question. Thank you so much for asking. Um, 
the number one thing that I've learned so far is that you never stop to learn, in fact. You yeah. keep on learning until your very last day uh, in this world, okay? And what, what languages do, and this is why I think languages are so powerful, is that they expand your possibilities of learning so much more about the world, about different cultures, about different lifestyles, about information that has been written or transmitted into that language, okay? So I experienced that very, very strongly because as I told you last time, I was born in a tiny little village in Montenegro. You know, a small, small community, everybody yeah. knew each other, very tight-knit community, large families, everybody knows each other. And so, you know, generally speaking, we shared the same values, okay? Mm. We not only shared the same values, but I feel like women were assigned a particular role and men were assigned a particular role and, and everyone was kind of okay with that, okay? So to give you an example, I think women at the time, mind you, this is over 25 years ago, so things have changed, it's 2020, okay? But at the time, uh, I would say women were, were kind of expected to get married at a young age, have kids and school education, Hell no, okay? So so as we were kind of forced to leave our village very abruptly, very suddenly because of the war that broke out in former Yugoslavia, we moved mm. to this super liberal society in Northern Europe, Sweden, and everything was just wow like what's yeah. going on what's happening it was very very different from the way i grew up okay mm. later on moving to the united states meeting a bunch of people here learning all these languages so that's what i have learned i have learned that you know don't ever think that you have all the answers to everything that's a very powerful feeling because I think as human beings, it's very easy for us to get stuck in that mindset, oh. you know, that, what are you talking about? I know, I, this is the, and, and perhaps without getting too political, perhaps we're experiencing a little bit of that in the United States right now, you know, with this kind of mm. bipartisan disconnect between two parties and it's not just the parties, it's all the people that follow the parties are kind of suddenly up against each other. And I, I would say, don't do that, you know? Don't, don't be so closed into your own thinking and your own ideas. Be willing to listen to the other side as well. Hear them out, that's the least you can do. Hear them out genuinely, you know? Don't hear them out in a way where it's like, okay, I'm quiet, but can you stop talking please so I can start talking? You know what I'm saying? You know? So <laughs> yeah. that's, I think, one of the greatest lessons that I've learned about myself is that the more I know, the less I know. <laughs> the more I learn, the less I know. You know what I mean? And it's a very, as cliche as this may sound, it's a very humbling experience, man. And it takes a huge burden off your back, you know? Because I feel like when you walk around and you think you know everything, it's kind of a burden, man. You know, at any point, any time, you're expected to know everything. And I... I don't know everything. I think I have an interesting story to share. 
uh, yeah. I might have some insight to some things. And if people are curious, I'm happy to share. But you know, I don't know everything. Do you understand? Um, totally. Point totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing different things and that I have learned and listening differently. You know, and I was speaking. We do like a Wednesday meetup with different entrepreneurs. Um, and if we help each other with our own businesses and everything, and we are share like a, an hour and an hour and a half. And I'm in the committee of education. And, and I was talking today, uh, that day, uh, about active listening. Mm-hmm. And the part of being active listening is a skill. Like I started to understand reading several books about meditation, all that stuff. And the, and the guy in particular was talking about that, even love, even compassion, even um not only compassion and, and love but different things that is soft skill that is called here like in, in america like soft skills he says it there is a skill it's something that you, we can develop right and different things came in my mind by listening like like listening now i'm present i'm hearing everything you say i'm listening to what you're saying and i'm not thinking my response i'm feeling the thoughts that are popping on mine like oh that's a that's a cool one I'm going to wait. I'm going to keep going, keep going. And then that's it. Like I have learned that sense of listening instead of like forming the sentence that I want to see and the, and the question that I want to ask Meanwhile, you're talking, I lose you already in the sense of like, Oh, I lost the information that maybe will spark a different angle for a conversation. So instead of filling out the space when you're listening and then like, okay, let me speak now. Like you, like you were saying there for the picture. Is more about oh look at the thoughts that are coming by, cool, cool. And then when 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 it ends, which one is up there that is super interesting? Let me grab that and now let's go for this angle. I have learned that a lot. It makes a lot of more retention for the conversation. It flows much better. It, it feels um, easier. In in the compassion, the perspective is there. You are more present to the conversation. You can. And it feels different. It feels more, uh, more interesting because the creativity flows much easier. You know, it's not forced. It's something that it flows. You know, I wanted to share that because there's a different thing that came up to my mind that actually you were saying that rem- that reminded me about something and made me feel like the really interesting part that you said about not knowing everything, right? And understanding that the more you know, the less you're like, the more you are humble, right? You can say that. Um, and I, in my mind, went to um, start, start seeing like a character going to a, through a cave with a, like a, um, you could say like a fire stick with a stick. It's just a fire trying to go into the cave and everything. Start to discover the cave a, a slight better, right? The more he goes, the more he walks. But then he find, he's discovering more things. It's all dark. Everything is dark around him. Well, with this stick, he can see a little bit. And he can start forming a map in his mind. For each time that we learn something, then maybe we step closer. We're that person. And I'm referring, I'm painting the pictures to understand that we are that person. I see that myself. That we are that person, discovering the cave slightly, right? There's a moment that we just light up a little bit. Maybe we light up a different uh, stick that is right there. Or maybe a, uh, we try to... Uh, sleep in a corner of the cave and then we write up the cave slightly and then we see the whole thing even bigger now we're like oh there's a lot more so it's like that it's more like we're just trying to 
survive and see what we know and see like, oh, I discover this, I discover that. But still, there's a lot of darkness around us. We have a lot to discover. We have a lot, a lot, a lot to discover. And, and I like that. And I like that that type of image because it humbles you. And at the same time, there's no expectation of knowing everything. There's like a little bit more freedom to just keep going and keep enjoying whatever comes through and flows in front of our life. You know? and I think it's, it gives a sense of freedom. That's the, that's the, the feeling that I get. And that I get every day after I thought that nicer. I don't know if you feel the same way. Well, uh, I, I really liked your analogy. It, uh, it's very philosophical. And it reminded me of <laughs> Plato's The Republic. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to quote it too much because I don't want to misquote <laughs> anything. But if I no remember worries. correctly, if I remember correctly, uh, the question was, you know, someone approached Plato. Again, please, please don't quote <laughs> me on this. Double check. I don't know if I remember it correctly. But I think someone approached Plato and said, hey, so you're considered to be a wise man in our society. And uh, here's a question for you. How do we choose a good leader, a good leader to, to lead everybody within a society? And um, he wrote this story i think called the cave or something like that right yeah. and to make kind of a long story short you know you had you have three uh, people living inside of a cave and they are shackled their hands are shackled their legs are shackled they're absolutely it's impossible for them to move okay and so you know there's an opening behind them to that cave and there's something going on outside of that cave and there's light coming in to them and through this light a lot of shadows are being uh, kind of shown inside of the cave and remember they're shackled they're completely unable to move so all they can see yeah, they is just turn. look at right look at look straight and you know they're seeing a bunch of shadows and I don't know, they might see the shadow of a horse, let's say, and then they say, oh, that looks like a cat, okay? Okay, well, it's a cat, you know? I'm, I'm kind of, not paraphrasing, but I'm kind of giving you examples <laughs> of what I remember yeah. from, this, from this story. And so the, 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 the moral of the story is whatever one of them says, all of them agree. Whatever the, the other one says, all of them agree, right? Until one day, one of them somehow breaks free, exits the cave, and it has this tremendous experience when he gets out of the cave because he's blinded by the sun, right? And by the light and by everything that he has never seen before, right? So personally, to me, that symbolizes this human change that we all have the opportunity to go through, but that maybe we don't always welcome into our own lives due to attachments or yeah. lack of will of change, whatever the reason is, right? Okay. Oh. And so he's kind of outside for a while. And then after a while comes back, by the way, while he's outside, he, he sees all these, all these shapes that he recognizes and he's like wait a minute we call this a cat but here they call it a dog oh we call this a dog but here they call it a horse whatever right 
So after some time, he decides, you know what? I miss my friends. I want to go back and I want to visit them. He goes back to the cave, sits down in the same position, shackles himself back into, you know, exactly the way they were, but there's a problem, okay? And the problem is he can no longer look at those shadows and look at those shades and agree with everyone else in the cave. Okay, again, please forgive me, guys, if I'm misquoting this. Maybe I just don't remember it correctly, but I believe it was more or less something like that. And to me, the moral of that story is exactly what you said. You know, you have to be open. As cliche as that sounds, you have to be yeah. open. You have to be willing um, to hear about other lifestyles, about other ideas, ideas different from yours. And... Um, you know, I think a lot of that gets empowered through this, uh, through spiritual experiences. You mentioned, if I if I remember correctly, meditation, uh, yeah. being present. Uh, I think all of those experiences amplify our uh, ability to become more self-conscious and to become totally. more more um not self-conscious i'm sorry i'm mis-expressing myself i'm more self-aware that's what i'm looking for awareness right totally. okay totally. uh you know so um yeah it's it's interesting <laughs> how these things it's are cool. all kind of connected you know yeah and and one of the things actually that um started feeling and started to connect a different image to transition right there's a there's a book that I just recently bought that is going to, uh, I think I'm going to arrive maybe in July because it's not out there yet. It's called How to Connect. And it, it, it's interesting. It's from the same author from, from all the books I've been reading um, about meditation and everything else. It's like a series of books. I think, I feel that it's, if I'm not remembering correctly, there are like six to eight series. He says, it starts with how to, and then it says everything else. Uh, about like one, how to relax, how to sit, how to um, how to love, how to fight. There's many different things that of the philosophic way of seeing those things, and the way that that he experienced it, and that has helped him um, become that person that is okay with the realism of life, right? And that book is part of my 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 curiosity in the how to connect. Because in the how to fight, he says a lot, not of techniques of fighting, right? It's more about seeing fighting. And he had a, a, each page is like an essay. And one of the pages says about, talks about the, our, own, our own ancestors and how we are all connected. Mm. And not only human beings, but everything. So we are connected to the earth, we're connected to the water, we're connected to the little ants, we're connected to monkeys, we're connected to everything, air, mugs, whatever, whatever we can maybe think of to not make it too complex, just connect two things and somehow we're going to be connected. And that was something that was, I felt like, okay, if we're connected, that brings a bunch of things to your mind of like, okay, we're connected. What does that mean? And I started to dive in a little bit more and that connected to the thing that that we talked about before in the in the trailer in the trailer that I have for the podcast of the two thirds of, of of who we are becomes from our ancestors and the one third is from our environment, right? And the freedom of 
of having perspective and understanding that we come from many things, that is going to give us the freedom to understand other people in the sense of like, okay, if we see our own genes, we start seeing how many countries we come from. Because we're so connected, we're everywhere and we come from many places. And, and I did, for example, mine and I shared, I shared it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that opened, opened myself up to like, oh, let me dive in a little bit more from here. Let me see where my ancestors were here in this time of life or, or whatever. Let me learn the history of that country or something like that, like that right? So start to connect it to different things, being more empathetic and compassionate or having perspective about those countries. And that then, instead of decompromitalizing uh, everything or dividing everything, everything is at the end of connecting. That makes, that makes more sense in, in, to me. And that gave me a sense of, again, of freedom and, and more of like expectation of nothing. If we're all connected, nothing is ours. And that means that we can help even more than more than we think. We are everywhere at the same time that we are nowhere. In the sense of like not to get too deep, but it's beautiful to be connected to everything. And, and we start to think like, okay, if we're connected to everything, I want to hear a little bit more about everything. Let me go in and dive in with open ears, open mind and fully present. And let me know my, my story with my ancestors, where I came from. Let me learn my environment. I'm here in this country. Let me learn about this, this country right here because it's, it's affecting me. So let me learn the real, the realistic part of this country and what it's, what it's doing for myself, you know? And, and, that, and that gives you a lot of empowerment, I feel. I, I felt more empowered after I did that to myself and keep every day, you know, I don't know anything in compared to, to many people that know the stories of each of those countries that I came from um, or that I come from. But it gives you a sense of empowerment. It gives you a sense of like solid identity of who, uh, of who you are and who can you become and how many things you can do. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way after you're learning all the stories that your parents share with you, how you went through those whole different countries and moved, um, how you helped them through the road and, and learning the history of your, uh, of your native country when you were there with the war. You, you, do you feel empowered knowing that those stories and, and knowing the, the cruel story, right? Because war is cruel as it is and, and it, can be, it can be a lot of things, but it, it's something that happened. Well, uh, uh, like you said earlier, I don't want to get too deep into this, you know, but <laughs> the, the conflict of former Yugoslavia is extremely complicated. And I just yeah. want to clarify that as far as Montenegro, there never really was uh, this horrendous war. However, our neighboring, uh, you know, republics at the time, uh, mm-hmm. sovereignties, I guess I should say at the time, when it was known as Yugoslavia, places like Croatia, uh, Bosnia, uh, you know, uh, were heavily affected by this war. Mm-hmm. Heavily affected. We're talking, you know, hundreds and thousands of people killed, houses burned, horrendous things, right? So I just want to clarify that. Uh, Thankfully, Montenegro wasn't hit as hard. However, Mm. however, at the time, at the very beginning of this war, of this conflict, uh, there was a strong request 
requirement for the men in the families to be sent out to war, to be yeah. kind of forced into the military. And so my father was one of them. And I remember that my father would hide in the basement at night when these military guys would kind of knock on the door and be like, hey, we've tried to contact you. Where is you? Oh, we don't know, you know, type of thing. So just to kind of be on the safe side, hey guys, let's go. We gotta go, right? Very tough experience, very challenging experience. And uh, today I empathize and I sympathize very strongly with refugees and people who were in some way forced to leave their countries okay with that said okay that which doesn't kill you only makes you stronger and so i believe that this experience made me much much stronger so interestingly enough at actually a very young age i would say 14 15 already my mindset wasn't like, oh, poor me, look what's happening. We are refugees and we don't have that much money and blah, blah, blah. Actually, it was pretty much the opposite for me. It was like, man, I'm so grateful. This country's awesome. I can go to school. I can learn. So I, I set the bar very high for myself at a very young age, you know? So I believe that that's the mentality most people should have. That's just my opinion. But remember, I'm not here to force people to think this way or that way. It's just the perspective. Okay. Now, now, one of these spiritual teachers, just like you, I've read many of these amazing books, and one of them really stood out for me. His name is Michael Singer. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with him. And he has this one book called The Unfettered Soul. And in that book, he said something that will stay with me forever. He said, remember at all times, any moment, any given moment in your life, you as an individual, you as a person, have only one perspective of millions of different perspectives that are going on in the world in that very moment. So totally. to clarify it a little bit, Rafael and Sandra are having a conversation, a really nice conversation right now. It's 1.53 p.m. Los Angeles time, whatever time it is where you are located, right? And then there's millions of other things going on right now that you and I don't have access to. Okay, so that is very humbling to me. You know, it's kind of like, okay, wait a minute. At all times, I only have one piece of information okay amongst millions and gazillions of, of different things that are going on so um, you know as much as i agree with what you said i would say respect your background don't be ashamed of your background you know honor your roots own your roots okay but do not ever identify so much so that exactly. you begin to suffer from this you know and exactly. this happens to many of us in different ways does that make sense you know totally. so yeah no and, and, and that's something that that i think i shared with you last time as well um for us to advance the first thing that, that we have to do and is at least 
be clear to the reality that is happening right now. And the history is more about where we come from to understand like what do we have and, and I see it this way and, and I spoke with it a little bit with the, uh, with the band that was uh, I believe uh, episode 13 or 14 the, of the podcast that we did and what what the that ancestry type of uh, you can see like if you see the wall imagine that you see different colors right that part of knowing the history it's bringing those colors there right you can see the whole palette of colors and and then you can okay that's my history cool what's my reality right now what is the environment that i am right now okay boom and now it pop out many other colors okay and then you have the black and the white canvas now you can pick the colors that you want to paint your own life that's how that's the way that i that i, that I see and I, and I feel that that you see it the, the same way, right? Mm -hmm. um, yes, yes, and, and and that's something that absolutely. empowers you a lot, right? Like seeing those things and you're like, okay, cool. Like that happened. That's it, that happened. And this is my reality right now, I'll tell you that. With that, with my ancestors gave me this physicality, body, personality, gave you many things, many talented, because we don't choose this body, this mind, we don't choose anything, where we come from, nothing. True. So understanding that, Understanding those things, you can see that's my resources. Okay, let me paint here, let me paint there, let me pick this one, let me pick that one. It gives, it, that's why, that's what I meant by knowing those things, right? And that gives a sense of like so much empowerment and, and realizing that, okay, if we don't realize it, I feel this, if we don't realize it, because that's something that hope, uh, helped me woke up in a sense of like, um, we get to pick the, the way that we want to live our life. If we don't understand that, that different uh, spectrum of colors that we have in our life, in the, our history and, and in our reality, I feel that we are blinded if we don't see that. I feel that many people go and, and probably die without even understanding a slight bit of that. And, and I feel that the internet has helped us a lot in that sense because it brings a lot of perspective. For sure, for sure. And I think the key word in everything that you just said is awareness. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, awareness doesn't happen overnight. You don't just wake Ooh. up and, ooh, it's I'm still. aware. No, still, yes. you know, you have to learn. You have to educate yourself. You have to understand how human thoughts work, you know, how deceiving they can be, right? And so on and so forth. Uh, and then there are some you know I, one of the things that i really like about this conversation is that we're getting a little bit philosophical even though we, we don't mean to get philosophical but <laughs> there are certain people very smart people out there one of them being sam sam harris uh if you're not familiar with sam harris i strongly recommend yeah. check him out read his books insanely intelligent man but he is one of those people that believes that we don't really have a free will as human beings, you know? Mm. And although he makes really interesting points when he argues that for that, I still believe that we do have a free will. And I still, and I, I really believe that our free will can be empowered and strengthened through awareness. You know, the more yeah. I become aware of my own behavioral patterns, the more I can work on them and the better chance I have to become a better person. I believe oh. that 
wholeheartedly, with all my heart. I have experienced so many things in my own life where I have felt like, oh my gosh, there you go. That's why, okay, that, that's why we, we can't just walk around and be like, well, sorry, man, I don't have a free will, you know, I have to be this way or that yeah. way, not necessarily, you know, so that's where for me, this idea of self-improvement and, you know, educating yourself as, again, as cliche as that may sound, like, yeah, go out there and mm. educate yourself. But really, yes, go out there and educate yourself. And do not, do not mistake education with diplomas. Now, it may sound, oh, look at Samra, she's discouraging people from going to college. Absolutely not. But again, if you do go to college, if you do go to a university, or even if you get a master's or a PhD, don't hide behind your diploma. Don't yeah. think like, yep, this is my education. In my opinion, education is a constant thing. Every single day is a new opportunity to learn something. You may read an 100%. article today. That, yeah. that might change, change your life, okay? You might read mm -hmm. a book today. You might have a conversation with the simplest person in the world, and you're like, huh, shoot, I never thought about that before. Don't tell me that's not education, okay? And <laughs> do not tell me that, that that isn't contributing to this sense of self-awareness. You know, oh. like, huh, okay, well, that's interesting, or no, that doesn't make any sense, you know? Um, so... I, I believe ooh, wholeheartedly in that, you know, self-improvement. And yes, you must train your will to be strong, uh, to, to be there for you when you need it, you know, to, to know the difference between good actions and bad actions, just actions and unjust actions, you know, and, and that doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. You know, we, we yeah. are prone to error as human beings. We already know this, but our potential is incredible. It really is our potential to learn, to improve, to make a shit ton of mistakes and then come back from all those mistakes and be like, hey yeah. man, check me out. I'm better, I'm, I'm stronger, I'm this, whatever, you know? So yeah. yeah, yeah, I believe so, so hard in that, hardcore, you know? Yeah, no, and, and for, for me as well, I, uh, I feel that, that empowerment, that self like improvement and curiosity about other things, it gives you a lot of a lot of freedom, a lot of humility, a lot of things, a lot of benefits that, that I can't deny. They happen to me and, and you have the experiences as well. So it, it's recommended five stars. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> super recommended. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. So. Uh, yeah, of course. No, and and one of the things that, that, that I felt there, and, and then we can go out to a little bit of, of a lighter topic and to, to conclude with the tips that, that we talked about about language, if you're learning something, so where you can go with some, uh, something tangible, not only with the self-awareness, I want to share something that, that maybe can help. Um, one of the things that, that I learned with that book, and many things experience-wise, is about meditation and how people see meditation, right? So people see meditation or have it an interpretation of meditation of just sitting down and just being there, right? Um, one of the different definitions that the guy had is meditation is everywhere where you are aware of your breathing. And 
aware of your breathing and how. So you're aware that you're breathing in and out, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time that you're breathing in and out, you're, your brain is just bombarding you with many things. And if we start seeing, this helped me. So maybe it can help a different person out there and maybe it can help you as well, Samara, and, and a different way of seeing things. Like we say, like a different point of view. Sure. Um, it, it helped me to understand that our body and our mind are tools, both of them, or a different tool to use. So our body and mind are connected, right? So if their body and mind are connected, there's a type of mechanism going on. They have patterns. So if they have patterns, we can learn them. We can start to understand them, even though they're complex. We can simplify some things here and there and make, make it easier to you. Now, having that belief, because you can believe either, oh, I just have no free will, so I'm just going to go ahead and act whatever I act, whatever I feel, that's one extreme. Um, and I feel that we can go ahead and understand two extremes. We feel and then we can be, just be, that's one extreme. And then the other extreme is like, okay, I can have full control, always noticing everything, and I write it down and have a camera, like, we, they, they can be two extremes, but we want to be balanced. We want to go ahead with our heart and and feel and, and see what our brain is just popping up and everything like that. But we cannot 100% just go with whatever we feel because that's a tool. Our mind is just springing little things here and there. If you, if you can imagine seeing that you're sitting down in a garden and there's a bubble machine. The bubble machine is just popping up those, those bubbles and then you start seeing them, around, uh, seeing them in front of you. You start to pop in, popping them. Imagine that each one of them is a thought. You're like, okay, boom. And then you start hearing what they say. The brain it helps us, and I'm not, you're, uh, not even a scientist, not even close, but this is something that helped me understand a little bit about it. Um, it's trying to make us survive. So oh, oh, is our brain updated to this day and age to survive right now? It's probably not that much, so we have to update it first. So that's all we have to understand and see, okay, this tool right here is up, updated. It's not too much updated with the things that are right now. So we need to like, okay, understand that our thoughts are not that real right now. I'm not going to endanger. There's no tiger in the bush. I'm not going to, I'm going to be fine. Right. And, and, and uh, because we know this, we, we see a car, we stop. And then the car passes and then we can cross the road. So we understand those little things. We adapt very well to our environment. But we have to understand that our brain works that way. So our brain is always constant thoughts. And, and if we go ahead and, and listen to each one, that's what I did when, when I didn't understand that, I was going crazy. Each thought is just so overwhelming. And, and we all know this. We're all human beings. So we all know how. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's so much. So we start to see those things and like, okay, let me listen to this one. Okay? And then pass it by. And then let me listen to this one and let it by. Like, just goes by and now i'm learning how to listen and which one to listen to uh -huh. and and be more precise with each one right and our body feels it and connect both of them okay how do i feel if this one is, is going by how do i feel right now you start sensing your body and you start breathing in and now you start being aware of your body being aware of your thoughts that's how you get to know yourself a bit more you start laughing at yourself too why am i thinking that way like why why is that thought there it's so funny. You started seeing yourself in a way more relaxed, more 
more aware as well, more compassionate towards yourself because sometimes we say harsh things towards ourselves. We are really hard. And and we start to see like, it's okay. Like you just pass by and you have that communication. And when you have that compassion with yourself, you're gonna have it to everybody else. You have that that communication very well and very transparent and very understanding. You start to live in a way that it's more relaxed. You start to breathe deeper and relax and everything. And you can feel the sense on even, uh, and I think Eddie, uh, Eddie shared, uh, shared that story about the monk. He felt that energy, he felt that freedom that that monk had. And he's just there, he's just walking. And, and it's beautiful to feel that way, to be there. In that moment, in this moment that, we are, that we're sharing, both of us, and that you're sharing with us, for example, if you're watching, and I think we get lost. We get lost a little bit when we don't understand our tools that we have. It's our mind and our brain. Um, I wanted to share that before before we go to the languages. Anything, any thoughts or any feelings that you have? Someone that you I want mean, to share after, I, after that? I, I absolutely agree. And I like the vocabulary that you're using. You know, you're calling it, you know, a tool. I think I really like that. I think it's a great vocabulary to use. Uh, because yeah. it is a tool, you know, but just like any other tool, you, you learn to use it. You learn yeah. to, I don't want to say master it, but you learn to, to deal with it, you know. And uh, it's really interesting to hear your experience of learning to deal with thoughts and understanding how thoughts work. I think so many people out there who have gone through any type of spiritual journey, you know, and that sounds very yeah. ooh, spiritual journey. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. but really, it, it's it's a great it's, great expression yeah. to use uh, for anyone out there who has somehow gotten in touch with any books or any spiritual teachers, and somehow they've em empowered you. You know, for me, it has been Michael Singer, it has been Eckhart Tolle. You know, understanding exactly what you said, thoughts how it works, understanding the power of the present moment, you know, understanding yeah. how extremely powerful your actions are when you put your energy in the right place, you know what I'm totally, saying? Rather yeah. than, totally. rather than con get consumed by all these things that aren't doing anything for you, really. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I, I, totally, I totally agree because <laughs> of personal experience. So I think you yeah. nailed it, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, it's amazing, and it's something that that I feel grateful that that you contacted me because um, this is something that a platform that I feel that it, it would have helped me if if I seen it sooner. Like know thyself, manage oneself. It would have helped me a bunch. So it's <laughs> I feel that I, I wanted to create it to empower other people, and you created the same way. You created something that it would have helped you. So. Um, it's beautiful. I, I, I really, I'm we both laughing, share that passion for sure. I'm laughing because I think that's one of those things that a lot of people who are on a spiritual journey maybe have to struggle with uh, to a certain extent because it's like, man, how come I didn't know this when I was 15 or 18 or 20? You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm laughing a little bit because I think a lot of people can probably uh, relate to that. We all felt this, yeah. But listen, I said this a little bit jokingly in the beginning. You know, I I invited myself to this 
podcast, but I did. It's the truth, okay? One of my good friends, Eddie, was our guest. I watched the podcast, and I, I was really attracted to the name of your podcast, Know Thyself. And that's why I decided to contact you and say, hey, maybe we could have an interesting conversation. You know, it's not an attempt to promote myself or promote anything. Not at all, really. It just, I was really attracted to know thyself, okay? Why I think that is one of the greatest gifts you can give to yourself is to understand yourself. The more you understand yourself, I think the less burdened you're going to be. And I mentioned this to you last time we had our conversation, especially in times like these, you know, mm. when, when places and people seem so divided, seem so oh. angry, seem so explosive. There are, you know, social media is such a present tool in our lives. It's a very yeah. constant tool. And that tool is throwing a bunch of stuff at you every day and you like our thoughts yeah you have to be able to kind of you know filter through that and be like "Uh, whatever to a lot of it makes sense so you know not to kind of be like oh god i know myself but i feel like at this point uh i think i know myself pretty well and it's very it's a very peaceful experience you know uh, I think you become more selective, selective in terms of, ah, do I really want to get into this right now? Or do I just kind of <laughs> want to let this pass? Um, I think the less you know yourself, sometimes you take yourself to, you take yourself to places that you shouldn't really, you shouldn't go you know, but maybe a part of you wants to belong and a part of you wants to connect and whatever yeah. the reason is. And I think the more you know yourself, you're, you're able to kind of pick and choose whatever uh, works best for you. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You have a more clarity. And I like that, that word instead of, uh, uh, I heard a quote um, months ago now of the difference between confidence and clarity and, and, and the the person was explaining that confidence like a sense of of being better than the, than the other person or something like that. And clarity is just knowing yourself so much that you're clear mm-hmm. that you can say like, "Hey, this is who I am." Excellent. The, I will flow with that, and and, and that's that's what I explain jujitsu with the parents. I tell them like, your kid is going to become clear of who they are, and they're going to have a voice instead of thinking, "Oh, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to speak up because that kid is going to." Um, bully me after class. No, I know jiu-jitsu, so I can defend myself. So I'm clear. I want to say it. I, you know what I mean? So oh, for it sure. empowers them. For sure. Yeah. And I think, so, what you, I think what you mentioned earlier is a very important point. Thinking that you're better than other people. And then d- d- from that, I think, derives this sense of false self. You know, where it's, it's like, like, oh, I'm, yeah, what do you know? I know this and I know whatever, you know. But that only lasts for so long. You know, there's going to come a point when someone out there is way better than you are. And then what do you do? Oh, there's always me. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, so I love that word, clarity, man. You know, be clear. But, But to be clear, do you have to compete with everybody? I mean, that's a good question. Do you have to constantly compete? Especially in this society today where... 
you know, only the most beautiful pictures are posted, only the most perfect <laughs> exactly. lives are shown. I mean, listen, we're laughing a little bit, but that in, it impacts, real. it really impacts real. people's lives every single day. And I think it impacts people's self-esteem, people's, I don't know, belief in themselves, you know? So it's like, wait a minute, man, who are you competing with and why? Why? That's, I think those are two good questions to ask. Why? You know, are you not able yourself? I mean, what's the problem here? You know, what, what you know, do you not have any gifts yourself? Because I believe you do. I really believe everyone has something interesting to share. Okay. You mentioned, you mentioned neuroscientists and neuroscientists. We don't all have to be scientists and neuroscientists to be special. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? A hundred percent. could be literally the most simple action there is but but that person just did something that's like oh damn you know yeah awesome <laughs> i like that you know what i mean yeah oh, no yeah. totally yeah yeah totally. no and, and i like the the word that i'm i'm reading a book now then i think that you you were appreciated because the, i feel that we have that sense of uh, intelligent and skepticism the, uh, the the book called it like that way well not the book but socrates called it that way that he always questioned each um athenian's way of life or common sense so they start to intelligently see and question their life and say like okay why do i think that wearing this robe right now it looks nice why do we have to wear robes why not a normal Bands or a different thing, and they start to creating pants or something. Like they start to question every single person, and and it uh, not funny enough. But the real the story of what happened to Socrates is basically he starts to question so many people, start learning about the common sense of uh, Athens, and he starts to understand like, hmm, there's something fishy here. There's some system here that is teaching us something differently. They're trying to drive us in a way that I feel that is not what they, what each person wants, but they're just doing it because the system is, is. it's just common sense. That's the word behind that. And, and it's interesting. And if you, if you actually think about uh, the life of Socrates, if you just sum it up, you know, he was an older man who walked down the streets of Athens and talked to people. That's really mm -hmm. all he did. That's, that's, that to was super is, curious, yeah. is a really good way of kind of summing it up. He talked to people and then uh, different subjects and topics would come up and then he would be like, oh, really? But why? You mm. know, and then, but why this and why that? And somehow that was really attracting people, especially uh, the younger generation. And, uh, you know, the, I guess the societal structure of his time wasn't too happy about that, you know? Yeah. And even though that sounds like so far away, it's far, actually, far away, it's very contemporary still in many parts of the world, perhaps even in our country from time to time. Totally. Right? But um, democracy, I still believe that democracy is extremely powerful. And I still believe that people, people are, people when, 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 fighting for a cause collectively for a good cause have an insane amount of power it's yeah. it's actually 
it's actually like mind boggling to me, you know, all kinds of changes that are possible to accomplish within a society when people come together and people work towards that cause, uh, you know, so um, definitely uh, to me, even though politics isn't a topic we want to get into and politics seems so just weird at the moment, I still strongly believe in democracy and I believe in the power of the people, 100%. Uh -huh. No, no, the power, the power not only of few, but what, what he did as well is asking powerful questions to each, to each person. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Those two variables there. It's how, and to get into um, a less philosophical note, or maybe we will in, in, <laughs> in the language part, um, let's, let's, Let's um, get into a conclusion of being talked in the beginning about language and how beautiful it is to learn one and how powerful it is to have that perspective of a different language. For someone that has maybe one or two and wants to learn a new one, it will be cool to, to, to end the conversation of empowering them to learn one more, right? And what do you think will be a few tips, can be three, five, whichever one that you think are the most powerful ones? For them to start and, and make them feel like, oh, I can do this. What do you think? It will well, be like I, I would like to feel? share. I would like to share my personal perspective on that. Mm -hmm. I would ask you, uh, who is listening right now and perhaps is thinking of learning a new language, um, and it's kind of like, but why? You know, the number one thing I would recommend is. Try your best to step out of this traditional recommendations uh, to learn a language. It's like, hey, I'm going to España and I'm gonna have tequila and I'm gonna learn Spanish. Uh, it sounds like I'm mocking it a little bit. Actually, I am mocking it. Uh, those types of you know, traditional, like, yeah, I'm going to find a handsome Espanol guy or something. You know, try your best to stay away from those tips because it's, it, to me, it's very meaningless. And it's meaningless because mm. there's so much more to a language than just a shot of tequila. You know, now, hey, by all means, if you're out there in Mexico and you're having a good time, have a shot of tequila, have one for me too. I'm not against that, okay? But what I'm saying is I think traditionally for a very long time now, that's how languages have been kind of presented to us. You know, it's like, oh, you know, and to be honest, even so many of these dialogues in books, uh, which I'm really working hard on changing uh, right now, are so corny and so cliche and so unrealistic to me right yeah. so try your best to stay away from that and instead ask yourself you know how many people speak this language in the case of spanish in the case let's say in the case of portuguese it's over 400 million people in the world that speak uh, wow. portuguese spanish it is the the third most spoken language in the world or something like that, right? In terms of English, most of the information in this world has been written in English or translated to English. That to me is Man. like, whoa, you know, yeah, literally. Totally. 
you know, it's like, oh, what does that mean for me as a non-English speaker, let's say? It means by making the decision to not give my best to the English language, I am automatically excluding myself from participating in the world. A lot of okay? You may not want to put it that way, but I'm here to put it that way for you. Okay. <laughs> so I, I strongly recommend that because it's a more powerful tool to motivate you to give it your best. Does that make sense? You oh. know, give it your best. And then also, please be kind to yourself. I think a lot of students put such high expectations on themselves, like, oh, I've studied for four months and I don't even know a sentence. And I mean, I'm sorry, do you have a good teacher? I mean, do, do you know, like, how are you learning this? Are you being constructive? Are you being productive? Are you being disciplined? There are so many different tools many that go into uh, learning, learning a language. Now, you know, I'm considered to be a polyglot or maybe a hyperglot, I'm not sure. But I think there's this, there's this common conception of, you know, whenever you get in touch with a polyglot, people are kind of like, oh my God, you're a genius, you know? And honestly, maybe some people are. Maybe some people really have that incredible ability and they're just learned like 25 languages. But I believe that most people have the ability to learn a language even if they can't learn it perfectly, even yeah. if our accent is still there years after studying it, you know, hey, look at us. We're communicating in English and neither one of us is a native speaker. To me, that's incredible. You know, to me, that signifies that it's absolutely possible. Uh, totally. You know, so, so please, please don't give up on that. And, and also remember, uh, you know, 2020 sounds like a crazy year at the moment, but we're also so lucky to be alive at this moment because we have incredible resources around us. There are applications, there's social media, there are online dictionaries, there are online oh, classes, so many all things. kinds of things oh. for you to dive into, you know, and, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you that if you give any language a chance but give it a real chance give it your best give it six months whatever you learn during those six months it's going to make some kind of an impact on you you know for sure for sure positive impact so that's what i would say awesome awesome no sorry i appreciate you so much for for your time and, and amazing conversation with you and and sharing these ideas and beliefs and values that we both have and just bouncing around and, and learning our each point of view, right? Uh, that's that's what I love the most about these conversations and what I'm super curious about, like meeting new people and having a sense of, of at least one hour of getting their experience and me in mind. And we, the reaction of each one of point of view makes a different learning experience. It's just so cool. So I, I appreciate you so much for just reaching out. It gives us a chance to get to know each other and and learn from each other. And I think it's gonna empower a bunch of people just to like have a different perspective. And hopefully, uh, I, I feel that it was for at least one to speak one more language. Of course, me, I'm already like super motivated to go and, and, and 
and do my classes today of French because I, I do it every day at least like 10, 15 minutes. And yeah, and that's, and that's true. Um, one of the things that you said is like seeing it more in a sense of, uh, of a macro level, how helpful it will be if you learn it, right? And I, and I see it, I started that way since the beginning. That's how I learned Portuguese because I wanted to learn the top five languages. In Mandarin, I, I feel that is a, if I'm not remembering correctly, it's the first one, then English, then Spanish, then Portuguese, and then I think the, the, the language from, uh, from India that is really popular. I don't remember the, the, that one. Uh, but if Hindi? I, Hindi? I'm, I'm not sure. I think I saw in a page that it was that one. If not, the okay. other one would be French. Okay. Yeah. And then, so I saw that those sports were there. So I'm like, okay, I feel that I want to learn that one thing that I'm inclined the most is Portuguese for sure. I know already English and Spanish. And then I want to go to French. And then I want to go to Arabic after because it's in the top 10 as well. So that helped a lot. And then, uh, and, and I shared with you that, that experience before, the seeing as a puzzle, and, and you mentioned several times as well, seeing as a game, that helped a lot in, in that sense. And I'm sharing my experience so that way you can see as well the how you related to me as well, a lot of those things, a lot of those mindsets, right? Like it, it helps so much to keep yourself motivated. It's so cool to play instead of like, oh, I need to study. No, it's just learning and play. So just, just enjoying so thank you so much, Sarah. Thank appreciate you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, and uh, I'm not exactly sure what the end goal is for you with your podcast, but I wish you the best. And I really hope you keep it going. You know, I think you have a great, <laughs> great concept and a very, uh, very needed concept. You know, having these yeah. interesting conversations with just regular people is um, an awesome idea. So thank you so much, um, mm. Rafael. I appreciate it. Mm. Thank you. And, and the concept is evolving each day. Each day I learn something new that is like, oh, this is the, this is one of the reasons I do it. And then the other day I learned something new and oh, no, this is the reason. Because there's many things. Uh, I'm just going with the flow and, and enjoying each one of them. It's, it's super cool. So I appreciate you so much. And, and uh, what is a, a good way that people can reach you out if they feel in any way uh, urge to like, oh, I, I want to learn a little bit more, a few tips, for example, and, sure. and I want to hit you up. And, or sure. Uh, well, I think the best way is follow Maverick Lingo at Maverick Lingo <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, that's where I am mostly active. And uh, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, any questions, any tips, whatever you need, I'll try my best to, to help you in any way that I can. So no problem at all. Thank you so much, and, and we'll talk soon. We have many more things to talk in French and Portuguese and Spanish. So we'll do many episodes in many for languages. For sure, for sure. Thank you, Rafael. Thank I you. appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great, beautiful day. Thank, Thank you. you so much. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you.